Hawaii. Yeah. Because there's more land here. So like yeah. if you count going inland from here, mm -hmm. it gets drastically cheaper, right? Whereas Hawaii doesn't get much cheaper because you can only get so right. you can only get everything's imported away from the water yeah supply um, demand yeah i mean if you go to big island or something some places where you're up on the side of the mountain then yeah but dude and the hawaiians like they'll eat like all kinds of fish like fish that oh we, yeah we keep in aquariums here they like oh, shoot yeah. the kole tangs like the little tangs yeah and they eat um kind of like we do brim in alabama yeah so, so you are you by the ocean in Alabama? Yeah, so I'm like probably 45 minutes from Gulf Shores, and then we live on the bay, which is like the fifth largest port in the U.S., maybe the sixth. Okay. I don't I don't remember exactly, oh. but anyway, we have a large port over there. And, and that's I've heard really good things about Gulf Shores. At yeah. least the tournament alone. <clears throat> yeah. I picture like I don't know why, but I picture like. Dirty Gulf water, <laughs> but like the Gulf's huge. It's, it's the ocean. So yeah, you're probably you're, you're pretty spot on. Like so, okay? the, the sand is super white, mm -hmm. super pretty, and super flat. Like they could easily run an AVP. They would be awesome. But obviously, they do the NCAA championships right. yeah. there, and, and it's, everyone loves it. It's super flat, and you, it's like hundreds and hundreds of yards of just flat beach. And so, but the Gulf is like really pretty and awesome like but you have to get in a boat and go like at least a few miles offshore before get you can get water. like good visibility mm -hmm. yeah gotcha but if you um <laughs> but if you if you go to the golf and you're in alabama but no one told you and someone just you sent someone a picture they'd be like oh like have a great time in the bahamas Oh, right, right, yeah. It is beautiful and no one in a million years who hasn't been to golf shores would peg that as alabama yeah, no. I wouldn't know. Like when my, whenever I tell my mom, I was like, "Oh yeah, the NCAA championships they're in Alabama," <clears throat> and she's like, "Where is a beach in Alabama?" Like, actually, it's one of the prettiest beaches I've ever been to. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's actually kind of like the first place that I got to play beach volleyball regularly. Yeah, was in Gulf Shores with. You don't know if y'all know Dave Culpepper. Oh yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan Deal. I caught, I got yeah. to catch up with uh, Pappy in Denver. I haven't yeah. I hadn't seen him since I moved. Yeah, so I was like, pretty much saw there was a guy named Davy Jones. Yeah, and I Davey lived on Jones, huh? I lived on Davy Jones's couch. <laughs> Just and don't go to his locker. How I met Dave so, and like became super good friends with all those guys, and then kind of got to learn how to play on the beach there. Yeah, so. Dave Culpepper. That that guy was awesome. Do you know him? Yeah, he was. Um, he was running the whole, he was managing the whole setup for AVP yeah. and the Cuervo tour when I first came out. He's just homies with, with everyone. Yeah, he really is. But it's funny because my first experience, me and Riley flew out last second to a Cuervo, our first pro event ever uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And we show up, like we couldn't check into our hotel or something. We we're just like standing there on the corner. Like we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And then he comes up, he's like, you guys play? Yeah, we're like, ah, well, we can't check in. We don't really know what to do. Or we're just standing there. He's like, here's, a, here's my hotel room key. Throw your stuff down. You're good. Like, fully, like, just took care of us. We're like, what? Who is this guy? <laughs> like, this guy's dope. Yeah, yeah, that's Pappy. So that's how, that's how I remember Dave Culpepper. And then we had a good relationship after that. Yeah. But I yeah, think I he, was like the, he was like the Glazebrook before Glazebrook, I think, because he was the guy who set up everything yes. from what i remember right he kind of 
Yeah, I mean, he ran, but he was in charge of the whole setup. Glazebrook yeah. kind of like does everything, right? <laughs> happy hour. Oh, yeah. It's always yeah. happy hour. Lake hour. L- uh, yeah. Lake actually. hour. Yeah, so oh, I is got, that what that is? Yeah. This company just reached out and was like, hey, do you have any alcohol plans for July 4th? I was like, no. <laughs> so they just sent me hey, two w- cases. <laughs> would you uh, like to drink our booze <laughs> yeah. for July 4th? <laughs> yeah, so this podcast is unofficially sponsored by Lake Hour. It's a premium vodka cocktail, and it's a fine time. Good for you guys. <laughs> fine time. Rosemary Yuzu. Oh, Rosemary Yuzu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with it. What do you think about it? I'm happy with it. I mean, <laughs> it's a fine time. I, <laughs> I recommend the watermelon cucumber. So they got some good flavors. Huh? Yeah, peach jasmine. It's pretty good. And this one is rosemary yuzu. <laughs> it's lake out. So you you learn how to play beach in Gulf Shores, but I love your story that you picked up volleyball so, with a bunch of old guys. I mean, grass. technically, I learned how to play beach at South Alabama, but really, so. Volleyball for me, I was skateboarding in like a a ditch kind of in Alabama that creates like a half pipe and going to leave these old dudes. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> these <laughs> these old dudes pretty much were like, hey, man, like come play with us. We're a man down. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. It's a girl sport. I don't want to do that. And then they convinced me and I came back every Sunday playing grass with them and they play like sixes, well, fours back then. And... They convinced me to go to FUDS, and I played in, like, B at FUDS. And I don't know if you've ever been to FUDS. Not but yet. I want it's to. quite a walk to get to B. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I played in B, and then once I saw FUDS, I was like, man, I want to get proficient at this. You know, I want to get, like, pretty good at this. So um, from then on out, it was just all beach volleyball. And then we went to South Alabama a lot, which was the local college. They have, like, two courts there. Mm. And that's where I played, like, there was a Saturday Sunday tournament like every few weekends, and there was a Facebook page, and I would post like every single day, like <laughs> somebody want to play with me, somebody want to come out and play, you know, like every <laughs> single day, nonstop. The whole page is like, you know what I mean? Just JD soliciting, <laughs> and Ting would always say like, "Yeah, this time." So yeah. Ting and Abby Rome, they were like two girls that would always play whenever I would post, and Ting was actually my first men's partner. And she's and Ting's a girl. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's. I don't know if I've met Ting. She she's really good at volleyball. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like <laughs> I wasn't getting the short end of the stick. I still got served. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but Ting could hit harder than most of the dudes. So she was really good at volleyball. And you were like eighteen. I was like nineteen at the time. Okay. Yeah. And so that was kind of how it all started happening. And then after that, you know, I started playing some with catfish. Yeah, you met Catfish yeah. in Denver. In Denver, yeah. And um, he really kind of started showing me a lot, like, "Hey, this is called a cut shot. This, <laughs> this, this, this is called a high line." Yeah. You know. Um, and when I call cut shot, you should try and hit cut shot if I call it. <laughs> and then he started teaching me calls, but you know what I mean. So yeah. like, that's kind of where that all started, as far as like actually learning the game. Was I got to learn from old guys like like him and from Mocha and Eric Holtzman and like, you know, that kind of that era. Yeah. And I would drive to Pensacola, put the flip flop down, you know, <laughs> try and play. And yeah, and just go and play as much as you can. Um, in our area, it's not really like very organized, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I traveled to play in a coconut beach tournament um, with 
Luca Anthony. Do you remember Luca? Dude, I ran into Luca <laughs> when I played a one star in Italy. Luca was there because he's living in Spain right now. So Luca's this uh, Italian guy, mm-hmm. really smart, pretty good volleyball player too. <clears throat> and he was just on vacation in Cervia, Italy. And I hadn't seen Luca in probably six years. And we just run into each other on the beach in Italy. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. Like, Because we, we played with and against each other when I was starting to play mm-hmm. and I was living in Florida. Hadn't really seen, stayed kind of in touch with him on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. And then we just ran into each other, got dinner a couple nights. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> loved running into him. Beach volleyball is so random. It's so random. It I want to do like a traveling tour when I'm retired or yeah. when I have time, which is never until I'm retired. Yeah. You're on a traveling tour. Yes. <laughs> I want to do my own traveling tour when I'm not on a the, less stressful the traveling tour. tour. <laughs> Where I go and visit yeah. like all like the OG spots that nobody really yeah. knows about. Yeah, you know, in the south and like the bucket list tour. The bucket list tour, exactly. Yeah. I need to do that one day after Paris, in between the quads. Where would you say? Let, let's try to list like the the main hubs of beach volleyball in the U.S. Mobile, Alabama, down to like down to like. <laughs> oh, that, but Done. Alabama does come up fairly often. Golf shores, below like Golf shores, okay, yeah, Hawaii, NCAA. California, yeah. Florida, yeah, right. Besides that, there's we know that Chicago has that one beach. Yeah. After this weekend, I would say that Denver absolutely. Denver's is really there. cool, dude. Man. The crowd was unbelievable. Denver's really cool. So Denver. Yeah, I thought I was pretty impressed, honestly. Like more so than like Coconut Beach and stuff. That's right. where we played yeah. in New Orleans, right? I think uh, so. Coconut Beach, I think, is a better. They have better courts mm-hmm. if it's dry. Um, if right, it's wet. Yeah. They're not great, right. but I think uh, I think the atmosphere in Denver is is yeah. better than New Orleans. But I do think that Denver had the advantage that a local team kept upsetting everyone. These, Dude, these who ba- are those guys? These Basie brothers. So they Dude, beat they played ha- so good. Man. They beat Hagen and Jake. They're very good. They just don't travel. They beat Hagen and Jake in last year's qualifier, and then of course the next week Hagen and Jake get fifth in Hermosa, and so everyone was like, "Well, are these guys good?" And then right. they play this year. And they Definitely beat good. Uh, Alvaro. They beat Jeremy. Right. Well, they beat the Sanders. Sanders. And I yeah. know that I know that Brendan doesn't compete a lot, but he he's at USA practice five days a week. Uh, I mean, yeah. and he's really he's freaking good. Yeah. Player. Granted, not the best beach for Taylor because he can't hit a jump serve and bound. You're at fifty-two hundred I mean, feet. Beach volleyball, right? <laughs> yeah. There's different. And so they adjust. they beat the Sanders, and Taylor afterwards was like, <laughs> dude, they they played perfect. Like they made no mistakes. We couldn't do anything, right. and then. They're down 14-11 in the third to Jeremy and Alvaro. Crazy. And we have, like, full packed stands. I mean, you got to think, and too, because in Denver, like, everything is built up. So you're on this court, and then everything around you is built up. And so, like, there's just people everywhere, like, three people deep. Because huh. there's, like, many stadiums in every yeah. court, oh, wouldn't really? you say? Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. It was really cool. Like, it was, like, each <clears throat> court, there's about four courts that were kind of a makeshift stadium court yeah. because everything's down. Right. And then they have a concrete like natural amphitheater that goes up. And this court was mobbed. Down 14-11, side out, block case beer, scoop and deliver, 14s, and the place freaking erupted. And then when they won, storm in the court, everyone just tackled wild, the kids. Mo- it, no I mean, it was really fun. And then did they really win fun. the next round too? They lost, the, but they went to three. Oh, who'd they lose? Oh, Hagen, Hagen and Logan. They lost like 16-14, right, right, right. down 12-9 in the third again. No way. Come back to 14s. <laughs> so are these kids, are they kids? Yeah. One's 19, 
One's 23. Are they going to be something? I don't think they have any interest in traveling. They're just ballers. Yeah, they're just ballers. ballers. And they're from, they're from a town of like 2,200 people. Sweet. <laughs> it's they're unreal. good, man. Okay. They're good. That's sick. So it's a long way of saying Denver should be on the list. Okay, Denver. Denver, I think Gulf Shores. FUDS is a Gulf tournament, Shores. I think. I don't really need Wait, where is FUDS? Texas has a it's pretty big Fort community. Walton, Florida. Florida, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't need to go back to FUDS, but I think it's a tournament that you should play. Right. Like if there's a 101 beach volleyball tournaments to play before you die, like FUDS is on right, it. Right, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> FUDS is probably on like the top 10. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah. Seaside. For like normal people, you know. Seaside. <laughs> Seaside's up there. I don't, I would, I think I'd take Wapaka off the bucket list for the beach. I think if you're like a grass yeah. guy, it's a great one, but the beach is like, I might put tertiary. it on my, my bus tour, maybe, <laughs> yeah. just to stop by. Yeah. I don't know. You've, you've played a lot. Cause like the Florida, the Southeast culture is like, you drive everywhere. If it's within yeah, 10 hours, right. you're driving. I mean, dude, there's like hours, little geez. bitty, awesome communities everywhere. Right. So like even, I go to Arkansas every year. And, and play out there. And play out there. And it's uh, Fayetteville. And they have an awesome community. There's the place in Missouri that we've gone to. Yeah. Like, how do you we know? tap into these markets? I know. You know. Not that there's many people there, but like. But they love the game so much. Yeah. It's yeah. like such a rich, uh, yeah. so full of love for that game, you know. It's not quite the same as out here where everyone's used to it and they see it all the time. And yeah. It's like, you know, I mean. They watch Sandcast, and they like you guys are like mystical figures to those people. So, see, it's so funny because like we don't really because y'all understand that until we go out. Well, because we're just down here. Yeah, like this is just normal down here in the South Bay, and half the people walking around on this beach are pros. You know, but how many? I mean, like, how many sports are you actually able to? Like, hey, this is Tribor, and I can almost touch him. You know what I mean? Like, how many sports is like that? You know, like in the NBA, are you going to get that close to LeBron? You know, right. It's no, it's really not. unique to beach volleyball. I think that's really cool. It is. And I think the way you tap into these markets, I think Chase Frischman is on to something with his flight school camps right. where he's going to the Boise's, the Montana's, the Ohio's, which has a decent little community like the Indiana's. Right. Yeah. And he's finding, and, and I was like shocked. They sold like 300 tickets to our exhibition with me and Chase and Troy and Tay at like 20 bucks a pop. And like the community was amazing, right? And and, and they're not Boise. bummed about spending twenty bucks. No, like, well, it's like the NBA to them. This it's is amazing. cheaper than going to a movie. And everyone was like, and then everyone was playing after and like just chatting with us. It right. was awesome. Yeah. So the Sandcast tour. Sandcast tour. We've already talked about twenty twenty five. Once you get that gold medal, you just bring I want that the bus, everywhere. Though. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> fly. I want a bus. I want to wrap it or at least put a logo on it. Love it. I'm in. We'll just keep saving up for just that. Just road trip, yeah. Road trip. We're it. getting close. Do little clinics, exhibitions. Yes. We're throwing it out there. I'm an idea guy. <laughs> just bring the yeah, tailors, Trevor, bring everyone on board. <laughs> yeah, we have like different people on board for each stop. Yeah. we got to have the locals. So when we come to the south, wherever, is is it technically southeast? Yeah. Okay. We're, yeah. Well, like when you're in the... On the East Coast, they're like, you'll be in like North Carolina and you're like, this is the South. I'm like, well, yeah. or like the Midwest is like in the middle of the country. <laughs> it's or, so funny. When everyone I'm hears like, I'm I don't from know Maryland, what's like, where. Oh, over he's there. like a Midwest guy. I'm like, we're literally on the coast. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I get confused over there. <laughs> everyone does. So. We got to have like, we'll have a different pro for that section, region, but then we'll also have a local on the bus, yeah. someone from that region. 
and then we just hit it all. It's my idea. Love it. We'll see. If anyone wants to help fund it, we put your logo on the bus. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Or if anyone has a bus, actually. And Shaka be can be our Shaka Alabama Beach sponsor. Let's go. What is Shaka Beach Volleyball? So Shaka, is, well. I am, I'm intrigued already. So in Alabama, we've been needing uh, ambassadors, people that like really want to grow the sport. Mm-hmm. And Shaka are two girls, Laura and Leah. And... Mm-hmm. They pretty much, they started running tournaments, I guess it was like two years ago, three years ago, but they really want the community to grow, you know what I mean? And and so pretty much I partnered up with them, I guess it was like eight months ago, Mm -hmm. and I had like a long running history with uh, Volus before that, who you're still with, but, and love Jay Dorsey, such a good guy. But anyway, so yeah, they pretty much just want to grow the game out there, and I think that they do a really good job. So that's really it. I mean, they started doing tournaments in Gulf Shores, and now they do tournaments in Long Beach, Mississippi. And Dave Culpepper built those courts, bringing him back up. But (laughs) he he built those courts, and they do tournaments in, I guess it's Gulf Breeze. Okay. Which is kind of in between Navarre and Pensacola. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's a name out of They're just a growing brand, man. Sick. And uh, I think that... They're going to keep growing. I hope they keep growing. You know what I mean? Alabama Jamar needs it. Tour. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you the first person from Alabama to qualify for an AVP? So it's like one of those things where you're like, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it's hard to know 100%. Right. But I'm pretty sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know Brian Gibson lived in Birmingham for a little while. Okay. And he had some barn burners, but I don't think he ever actually, you know what I mean? And yeah. then... Um, there are guys like Joey Middlebrooks that I think broke. Is he an Alabama guy? So that's it. Like yeah. he, he broke through, and I think he maybe lived a stint in Alabama. Okay, but he's not like he's not, from Alabama, yeah. you know. So yes, I think so. <laughs> Is it cool for you to say that you qualified for an AVP now? It's been a, a pretty long time. Yeah, like I've been trying now, like eight years. Um, it was very difficult. uh but it's nice to say like yeah i did it you know i don't have to have that feeling of like uh you know what if or you know i I did it so and that's that's my favorite part of it all is because like there towards the end like the last year it's been like do i like really want to keep doing this or do you know like mostly became about not quitting you know and like, I don't want to just quit. I don't want to just, like, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it, that's what feels good to me is that, like, okay, I did it. Yeah. This is great. I'm super happy. But at the end, like I said, it was about not quitting. It was more about not quitting than it was even the original goal. Yeah. Right. So. It's so cool that, like, um, the sport can provide, like, that enough of a drive to, like. To power really, one like, more. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Just to drive and, like get something and it's cool too like it doesn't matter really how high the accomplishment is like if it's a step up for you if it's like going from where it's you're a, yeah at, for me it's a big deal you know right, what but I mean? like, like you think about it the same way that i think about me achieving the next thing in my career right right and but i remember at one point it was me qualifying for my first event was like that was the bar obviously i grew up in a way different place and you know <laughs> talent pool and whatnot but 
it's just cool that, that the sport can provide that just from a life perspective, right? Like yeah. just giving something it's that taught like me a lot, fulfills man. you. Yeah. It's taught me a lot Chase about myself. It and... didn't pay you well. Like, no, you know definitely. <laughs> I, oh man, I wish I had a metric to show people of like how much money I've lost. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's definitely not, uh, we don't do it because we're going to make money. Right. You know? We do it because I'm a, like, you know, like a black lab likes chasing a ball. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's refreshing know. to hear though, because like sometimes we get, I mean, I can get a little caught up in that, like, well, it's not worth my time if you're not going to pay or whatever. And then just to like remember, like, oh yeah, like you're trying to accomplish something. Like it's it's payment in that you're doing something fulfilling for yourself. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of refreshing to hear. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And it's it gonna be really matter cool. What level you're at? It's gonna be cool for like Mav. So his son Maverick is four. Just turned four in yeah. February. Okay. Like that's gonna be cool. That like you got Maverick here. Summer's here, and you can turn like whenever Mav's a teenager, you can be what like, an angel. Listen, <laughs> Summer is oh an my angel, <laughs> man. She's an angel. Yeah, no. When I met Summer, we were playing in the rec center at South Alabama. Okay, and so we kind of met there. I thought I was like God's gift to the game because <laughs> I mean I was living in Alabama. I mean, what what was my perception? Right, you know right, what I mean? right. Yeah. My perception was I'm I'm the best. <laughs> so at but, this particular rec center. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I met her and she did not like me at all, and convinced her eventually to go on a date. So, uh-huh. but I picked her up in my Land Rover that I was restoring. <laughs> it had like the hood strapped down with ratchet straps, <laughs> and like <laughs> picked her up on our first date. I was like, man, it's so funny looking back at. It. I'm like, what? What were you thinking? <laughs> Somehow pulled that off. She's like, it was that cut shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I knew what that was. At the time. Right. We were like 19. Okay. So, And then how soon did you guys have a kid? Your boy's four now? Yeah, he's four. So we were together... Man, we've been together like 10 years. Okay, yeah. So, But he's been watching... You both still play? Yeah, she's... Obviously. Like an open level okay. gal and played a lot more back in the day. Like mm-hmm. now she's just kind of like, all right, more volleyball. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, we both play. But, you know, on the DL, hopefully Maverick doesn't play beach volleyball. Right. Because <laughs> he wanted to make some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It'd be better to spend your time doing something else with a ball, maybe like any other sport. Right. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love beach volleyball. Right. So, you know, it's like a catch 22. So. Right, right, right. I really enjoy the game. For so. sure. But, yeah. You guys got engaged at FUDS, right? We did. So, and it's funny because Summer, like, didn't even want to go out to the beach that night. Yeah. She's like, why do you want to go for a walk? You never want to walk. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, please, just go on a walk with me. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was at FUDS. And we actually won that FUDS, I believe. That might have been the FUDS that I won with... Uh, Matt Nelson, Joey Keener, and Luca. Okay. Like right before That's a fun Luca crew. left. Yeah. So good old Joey. How many FUDs is yeah, well, how many FUDs have you won? Like four? <sighs> You'd have to ask Evan. I've only ever won with Evan. <laughs> yeah. Because so, the last one was the last one you won when it was me, you, Evan, and Cody. Yeah. That okay. was like, man, dude, that was such a good team because when there's any free ball situation. We don't need a middle hitter. Right. I can just set you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like every time there was a free ball, I was like, I'll just option tram. Yeah. We don't need a middle hitter because that'll draw the blocker. And yeah. I was like, well, here. 
So, yeah, no, but Joey's won a bunch, man. Um, We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try. That's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waiakea.com. This podcast is also brought to you by AG1. That's right. It is the absolute best nutritional supplement on, on the planet. No question about it. Try and I, we push our immune systems to the absolute limit. Try's traveling all over the place. I have a newborn, so I'm not sleeping, and yet... We're both always healthy, and that's honestly because we start our days with AG1 every single day. It's the first thing I do. I make my morning coffee. I put a scoop of AG1 right into a little mixture, throw some creatine in there as well, drink that first thing in the morning, and my immune system is off the charts. I've been healthy ever since we started using this, which is about two years that we've been sponsored by AG1. I started drinking it because I knew when I was on the road, I needed to get my veggies in. AG1 is the absolute perfect supplement for that. It is a, a daily habit. I drink it literally every single day. Try does too. We've got a little travel package that we bring on the road with us. It is the Number one supplement for nutrition. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies, and a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. And that's exactly what we do. It has 75 high-quality ingredients that give me the key daily nutrition and support energy, focus, strength, clarity, you name it. I write with it. I podcast with it. I commentate with a lot more clarity because of it. And yes, I stay healthy on the court because of it. Now, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packets with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash sandcast. I'll say that one more time. That is drinkag1.com slash sandcast to get your deal today. So check it out. It's honestly... The best supplement I've ever tried, and I've tried an awful lot. AG1 is the only way to go. This podcast is also brought to you by Wilson Volleyball, the greatest volleyball on the planet. There's no doubt about it. I know there's a a couple different manufacturers out there, but Wilson is number one. The NCAA uses it because they know Wilson makes the best product. The AVP uses it because they know Wilson makes the best product. We love it here in the United States. We love it on the AVP tour, and we're seeing it infiltrate a bunch of domestic tours all over the world. You know why? Because Wilson makes the absolute best ball in the world. 
It's great. It's weatherproof. You got the optics spin technology, so you can be passing jump serves as well as Try does. I'd say I do, but I don't pass jump serves as well as Try does. He's been winning tournaments because he's been training with Wilsons, and it's time to get your restock middle of the summer. Summer's just getting started here in the U.S., and so the beaches are going to be open. There's volleyball to be played, and it is to be played with a Wilson volleyball. So put it in order using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20. That'll get you 20% off all Wilson orders. That's huge. So get your volleyballs, get your ball carts, get your ball bags, get all of your Wilson equipment today using SANDCAST-20 at Wilson Volleyball. I don't know. And Joey Keener's uh, Evans coach back in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think I met him. After playing at South have. Alabama yeah. all the time, like, we... I started... Well... Ian Bicko and I, I don't know, you know Ian Bicko. <laughs> yeah. We drove to Baton Rouge playing a Mangoes tournament. Okay. And this was like, dude, we were so young. And we saw Joey Keener there and Jordan Mercer on, and they're playing together. And they're like, you know, they've had a, had a few drinks. Yeah. And we're trying our best to, like, win. And they just ball controlled everyone to death that day. And after that, I was, like, constantly texting Joey. I was like, please, man, please, let me play with you. Like, let, <laughs> let me just, like, one one practice, one tournament, you know, whatever. Yeah. And finally, he invited me to a practice, and I started actually going to Joey twice a week, every week, from Mobile to Louisiana, like, probably four or five years. Which is not a short drive. It sucked, man. (laughs) Like, it really stunk. You know, I drive every single week, two days a week, and I was going to college, too, so it was like, man. How far is that? It's like three hours. Okay. It's like a six-hour driving day to, yeah. for two hours of practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. It's, it's big. <laughs> so I really love volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. I um, huge volleyball nerd. I love it. I mean, it's just super fun, but there's not a whole lot of complaints about the game, you know? You get to be on a beach. Right. You know? When 100%. you're done playing, you get to get in the water. Yeah. You know? So. That's sick. There's definitely no complaints, but Joey really took me under his wing, and kind of like he did with Evan, and it's not just like... He's really unique, man. Like, he can make people in that area, you know, so good. And it's not just volleyball ability. I mean, he's calling you several times a week, checking on you, talking you through your mind, you know, all the craziness that's going on in my head sometimes. (laughs) So, like, he's a life coach for me more than he is, like, an actual beach volleyball coach. Mm -hmm. And I think he's kind of assumed that role for Evan, too. It's just, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so that's the cool thing about sport in general. It's like it can be, it, it can have so much value. Just all the life lessons that it can teach you alone. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Chris Paul, and he was just talking about how literally everything he's ever learned has just been through. Sport. Was that on Jay Shetty? It was on uh, the latest one. It was Rich Roll podcast. Okay. Okay. But like. He's so confident in anything he does, even off the court. Like he's the you know players' association rep, yeah. Writing books and has his own bowling teams, and like the guy <laughs> has the confidence and ability to do literally anything in the world. But every single thing has been learned through sport, not even basketball. Like playing tons of sports growing up, yeah. And I mean, not doing it for the money or whatever. Like it, it still provides so much value to people and so many lessons. It's just kind of interesting to think about that. It is. 
It's like sports are just the greatest teacher. And you I mentioned mean, like how much you learned in this eight-year journey you've been on since we man, played our first qualifier. Lows, yeah. Because yeah. we had our first qualifier, which was what, 26-minute match? New Orleans of 2015, baby. It was yeah. fast. It was like a 26-minute <laughs> match. match. We got crushed, bro. We weren't good. Crushed. <laughs> okay. I thought I was good. <laughs> it, I mean... It was a step up from the rec center. Yeah. <laughs> <a little> step. <laughs> we played... Dylan Lesniak and, and Bryce Mayer. Mayer. And Bryce still plays. Yeah. So, and does pretty well, I yeah. think. So, um, I haven't seen Dylan Lesniak around. Yeah, I think he has a kid. I think he's pretty much out. So, yeah, dude, no. There's so many lows. I mean, the loss in 2017 Seattle with Evan, where I got blocked, probably. Is that against Derek Olson and Jeff? Dude. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got blocked at least 10 times. <laughs> like in a two setter, you know, maybe more. Derek honestly. Olson? Yeah. Yeah. There's a name. He just brawled all over us. Like, Derek Olson. That was, that was when Derek was really good. That was my first FIVB partner. Really? Derek Olson in South Africa. Jeez, that's a big trip for your first FIVB. Yeah. Jeez. Got a fifth. Derek's the man. He's yeah. making Washington pretty good now, too. He's the head yeah, coach up there. I like that guy. Yeah. But you had that that stinger that one in 2017. Stunk, yeah. And then we like we lost in a round to get into Frischman Brunsting. And we lost in a round to get in. Like I lost with several with Christian in Hermosa of 17, Manhattan of 17. Yeah. And then the next year, Evan and I lost like a, I think it was like a U25 bid in the finals. And then we lost like it was like, man, when is this going to, when yeah. are we going to get to the final and get through this? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, geez Louise, man. So. It was probably like nine, ten times, but you were there for Virginia. You got to see the release of yeah, like oh my goodness, you know. Like, I was I was really glad that that third set wasn't close, or I was going to start getting tight. Dude, I was so like, I like, know how much this means to JD. Whenever we, so it was <laughs> like I think it might have been. Did we switch twelve eight? We were up ten five, so it could have been a twelve eight. I remember the last switch of the game. My legs were actually shaking. <laughs> like, I, and, like, I was already fighting tears. I was like, man, stay here. Like, you yeah, know, right, right, stay right. present. Like, come yeah. on, man, it's not over. But, yeah, it was crazy. That moment was, uh, I'll never forget it. Because it was nine, ten years of delayed gratification. I mean, like, I really started wanting to be, call myself a professional beach volleyball player, I mean, granted, I've had all those years where I like paid for college and I like, I, you know, I, I won all the money tournaments, but it's really not, you know what I mean? It's a different tier, even though like you can make more money than a professional cleaning exactly. up little cash tournaments in Florida yes. and Alabama, yeah. like by far. Like, right. And I did that for years. That's yeah. how I got through college. So, but like the, losing money by making main draws in the AVP is what makes you a professional. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so backwards. <laughs> And We're so, gonna go on that retirement tour on the bus and be like, just "Wait, cash, why wasn't dude, I doing yeah. this the whole time?" <laughs> that's a pretty long delayed gratification, you know. Yeah, dude, that's so, so cool. When it finally happened, I was like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> I am still crazy, but I'm not that crazy, right?" <laughs> yeah, right. So, dude, it was it was super cool. I mean, for me, for a number of reasons. One, because like just the the poetry in it. Just like eight years later, we played our first qualifier together, and now like our, your first main draw is us together. And technically, Virginia was your first main draw, but it's so I res- crazy. I respect me. you for not counting it. You're the same, per- like 
you are so good at volleyball. Like, I, it's crazy. Uh, like it how, blows my mind too. I'm like, dude, what? Man, like when we started, freaking writer guy. Man, I wish you could have seen him when we started. I, I can imagine. He's special. That was a long trip to Coco, home and back. Yeah, <laughs> we had an ill-fated we got road fixed. trip. Yeah, we. Uh, so we were playing this tournament. It was my second open tournament ever. So my first one was actually in Gulf Shores. I played JD. Ended up me and my buddy Sean somehow make the finals. Cramped out, but then. I've been like fan- I, was, I have to say something about that later, okay. but yeah, keep going. Um, but I had like been fangirling JD forever. I was like, dude, you're so good. I just want to play with you. And then finally agrees to play with me. So the next weekend we drive down to uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida, and I had like I was at a wedding the night before. It's probably an eight hour drive from where I was living on the Panhandle to Cocoa Beach. So we roll in at like five in the morning. Like <laughs> we were not in great shape. And so we wake up the next morning, just barbecue real fast. JD was like having a heart attack, and we drive eight hours back. <laughs> oh. It was tough, but that was what we did. That, that was, was our- that is how you get better in our area. You know, you just go, you lose a lot more than you win, and then all of a sudden, when you start winning and you start actually, you know, in that area, you want to mm-hmm. get out of there. So yeah, but that's the way you get better in our area. So crazy watching you play now, though. <laughs> What I was going to say is like, yeah, you, he did beat me with Sean that day. Uh-huh. and But I think it's funny because it's come back full circle. Like he beat everyone that day option balling and using the option a ton. I mean, which is a huge compliment to Sean as well, right. you know, but um, I think it's funny that like come back full circle now and we pretty much option balled our way <laughs> into a main draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, you know. It's just funny to me that that same skill became so important, you know, so many years later for you. Yeah. And back then, like, I wasn't, like, I thought I was a player that didn't need to option ball. <laughs> I'm just so good, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, but it's been really cool, yeah. The whole thing, man, It's it's been such a journey. I mean, all those years, I played with Evan for, like, probably seven years. Oh, wow. Six years. We played so, for so long together, man. I mean... We have stories where we would go. He's probably told y'all some of them, but we'd go to like New Jersey once. We had like five dollars left, and <laughs> we were like arguing the whole day because Evan was terrible. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. No, but yeah, no, he was. He's good enough. We all know how good he's he is really now. good at volleyball he's, now. He, can, he, he wasn't always really good at volleyball, <laughs> but he's so good now. But you know what I mean. Yes. And anyway, we're like arguing back and forth, arguing, and then finally, like. There's like five dollars left between us, and Ev's like, "Can we get some ice cream?" I'm like, probably, <laughs> like, probably, probably should. not the, what our body wants with that five dollars, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> and so we hadn't eaten anything the whole day, and we both we shared like an ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> and we came back and won that whole just, tournament, just dude. Switching off licks. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a cool memory because we went back. We were in New York. That was when we lost to Freshman and Brunson. Mikey, yeah. And we had like. No money left yeah. after that. We were just like, we're going to qualify. Right. You know, like, and, but coming back from New Jersey, we stopped at like a Wawa and had like tons of chocolate milk and like all the <laughs> things you need in life. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I played with that dude for a long time. Yeah. And he was always, you kind of always knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the even talent. growing up with him. Yeah. It stung me to like think it, mm-hmm. but we, I was like, man, I'm glad I get to play with Evan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Even though, like I said, hard to admit. <laughs> For sure, yeah. But I mean, he's got the talent, right? Like, it yeah. Probably, I'm guessing it was just a matter of time of catching up his 
brain with his physicality, body and his physicality I agree. and all that. I do. Right. It was fun in Virginia, though, because the, uh, the next day or after, yeah, because we won our quarterfinal. And then in between, we had about an hour and a half in between our quarter and our semi. Mm-hmm. And no one said congrats to me. They're like, dude, love yeah. that JD's in the main draw. Like right. everyone had known, I'd like everyone in that area. Well, you had already mentioned it on the podcast. Like, yeah. We've been talking about it. Yeah. I think we talked about having this episode if you guys qualify. And I think that yeah. a lot of people were kind of aware of how long I'd been trying. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, like everyone's on a different, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're all born with different things, and yep. I, I've done a pretty good job maximizing, I think. For but, sure. Um, whoops. We, uh, we're we not all on the same, like, timeline, you know? Yeah, so. 100%. And even though in the moment, like, all those lows, like losing in Seattle, losing in Hermosa, losing in Manhattan, they sucked, it probably makes Virginia and what we get to do this week in Hermosa that much sweeter. Man, it's really cool we got into Hermosa. Yeah. Especially like a small draw. And like I, yeah. in my head, I was like, well, I'm probably not coming back to California anytime soon. Like what a cool reason to come back. Yeah. Have, yeah. So you play, you've played in Cali before. Where? where well, I live with Christian Honer. Okay. We kind of oh, like. So you lived out here for a bit. Uh, I mean, we lived in a car. It was okay. like a super and road like, dog summer. Yeah, man. We <laughs> like. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I stayed with Travis for a little while. And then Kristen, Christian was playing with. Johnny Alvarez at the time. Okay. And I was like constantly in his ear. I was like, dude, we can do this. Like, you know, just crazy person stuff. And <laughs> and like, so he was like, all right, fine, let's do it. You know, I don't have anywhere for us to stay. I don't know what we're going to do. And I was like, yeah, let's do it anyway. <laughs> and figure it so out. we stayed in his car a lot, but then we ended up, I don't know if y'all know, you know, Robert D. Aurora, I'm sure. Yeah. I so know Rob. you've probably met him. Try. He was out here for a long time. Okay, yeah. Darrow like let us stay with him for, dude, like two or three months, like rent free. Like, no way. Did you stay so on nice. his boat? Stoked. Stayed on a sailboat. <laughs> times. Um, but, dude, he was so nice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so crazy how many people have helped along the way. You know, um, especially because volleyball, you're so poor. Yeah. You know, like I think at that time, Christian and I were ranked like top forty teams. Which doesn't sound super awesome to y'all because y'all are super in the scene. But what other sport are you like ranked 40th as a team and like sleeping on couches? <laughs> right. And like you're in cars and like, right. you know, so. But crazy how many people helped me along the way because you're so poor the whole time you're trying to do it. Right. Yeah. So. But I think it speaks to you too that people continued to help you because beach volleyball. At the qualifier level, like social capital is what gets you around. Where like mm-hmm. if you're a good house guest and you like you can come back the next year and stay on that couch and then you trade that. But if you're a shitty house guest and like people aren't gonna totally. you're gonna stop getting favors. 100%. So the fact that you kept getting little favors like, yeah, you can stay on my couch because I mean you're like the most inviting person in the world. Yeah, I mean I'll say so like I always tell people this. I feel like in beach volleyball, if you're paying to stay in hotels when you when you can't afford it you've done the whole thing wrong, you know, like granted, if you can afford it and you want to stay in a hotel, that's different. But if you're having to pay for a hotel everywhere you go, you've done volleyball wrong. Like you haven't made the connections you were supposed to make. You haven't like, Mm. you know what I mean? You're supposed to have friends in like every state, you know, in beach volleyball. So that's how I feel anyway. Yeah. You know, um, 
And you look at Taylor Crab right now, and she's like cruising on a yacht in Greece. <laughs> exactly. I never know what the hell is going on with that guy. He's the people's champion, man. Exactly. He, he's tapped into that side of where I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. He's like doing it all at the same time and just loving it. That guy, he lives it, you know? Dude, I asked him to practice last week. He's like, ah, I'm in Hawaii, brother. And then I was like, what are you up to this week? In Greece. <laughs> it's like, all right, Sick. see you in Hermosa. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you uh, been down to the pier yet? You guys just got in last night. I haven't been down, no, like recently, but oh, I was, yeah. yeah. I'm it's just wondering, like... stadium looks pretty good. stadium looks pretty good down there. Yeah. Like, to you qualified, like, to know how much it means to you to qualify, like, you should go take a walk down there. It looks pretty good. Like, even for me, I've played in a lot, and, but I'm, like, seeing the Hermosa Stadium and the setup and knowing people are going to come crowding in. It's, yep. it's a cool feeling. I'm excited. Nerves will be yeah. there, I'm assuming. And they're going to be there for me, so I'm assuming they're going to be there for you as well. No. You've already won. <laughs> You're playing with house money, though. Dude, I mean, of. like... What's the approach is my... Is how my often thought. do you get to play beach volleyball and know that there's no expectations? Right. You know, because right now, like, I love playing in my hometown. I love right. playing, but... And I mean this in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of in a lose lose when you play locally, and mm-hmm. you know because if you win, then you're supposed to win. You're supposed to win. Like right. oh, dude, JD is like not that good, but he still won. Yeah. And but then if you lose, you know you hear about it all. So there's always yeah. pressure. You know, so much. Well, I'm the one seed in Hermosa, so that's yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm dealing you with. You get in it. This, <laughs> in like this New Orleans tournament. was the equivalent for you. Oh, for like, sure. If you won, it's like, oh, good job, try. Like you won. <laughs> well, the if I go to down any of these turn- when I go on this tour, I'm talking, <laughs> yeah. making up in my head. That's how it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. And then someone beats you randomly, and then they're, I beat Triborn. That's it. But <laughs> it's still kind of a win in a weird way because then, like, you just made, like, that person will hang on to that. Yeah. And that see, crowd need, will lose you, it. Yeah. I need to check yeah. my ego and just, you know, it's about the experience <laughs> of it. But, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for this tournament, my approach is, like, I can just leave it out there, you know. For sure. I'm just going to go out, ball yeah. out, and... Mm-hmm. There's no like stress. I'm playing with one of my best friends, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so excited, dude. That's really my approach. Like, yeah. I'm so thankful to right. be here. Um, can make me tear up. Perfect. You know? <laughs> but you know, I'm super thankful. That's mostly my approach to it all. Yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm so happy to be here. And right. you know, even if I'm stressed in that moment, I'm yeah. always going to remember like how unique this moment is. Right. So it's for me. It's like. Um it's the experience of it, right? Like I want to experience playing in the main draw and being present and exactly. playing my best. Not I want to go win in the main draw, get a certain amount of wins or a certain finish or whatever it might be. I want to give my best, be present, and experience what that's like to compete with the high tension, with the fans, with the crowd, whatever, with the prize money on the line. Uh, and when it's like that big moment, like I'm weirdly... Uh, comparing this to my Olympic experience, right? Because I went out there with house money, basically. Yeah, no, dude, it's awesome. I just showed up at the Olympic. I step on the sand, I'm an Olympian, <laughs> that's it. Game over. I could have gone one, two, and everyone's like, yeah, well, that's not your team. Like, of course you lost. It's all good. <laughs> so I had that kind of mindset, but then I was just like, it like brought me into like, okay, all I have to do now is just be super present. And just, but you don't, you don't like want to take kid. away the like, the like I want to win, you know, no, the competitiveness yeah, of it. Yeah. Of like, oh, I'm just gonna come out here and have fun, and 
you don't want to take that pressure off yourself. Did you play like little league sports? I played, yeah, a ton of sports. So I'll compare it to like when you played a little league game. Right. You know, you just got to go out. You always wanted to win. Right. But when you were a little kid, you wanted to win because obviously losing sucks. Right. But you're always having fun as your main right, goal right, right. when you're a little kid. Yep. So that's kind of what Hermosa is like going to be like for me. You know? Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's what we're all trying to get back to, really, right? Exactly. Like, why you're, are we playing this in the first place? <laughs> why do we start? Exactly. So you're just like, either way, I'm going to be stoked at the potluck after with the apple wedges and the, <laughs> and the yeah. soda the and whatever. Slices. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be bummed during the potluck, <laughs> win or lose. Yeah. But I still want to win. So you're going to have a good potluck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'd be then, cool to take down a top seed. That's the other thing with being a low seed is like, you're supposed to lose. Yeah. But if you win. There's no pressure at all. There's no pressure. You know what I mean? It's great. And, so, and you can go steal a top seed. Yeah. You beat the one seed, you're the one seed. Yeah. And you're Which happened to nine. me last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad yeah. I'm not playing you guys Man, I was, I was so excited because... Uh, I thought we were playing you. I thought we were too, but there was a little bit of a... There's some tension with how the CBVA bid went down, but... Oh. So tell me about the CBVA bid. Like, how was that... I actually have no idea how that was won. Yeah, so it was a series of three, and you take your best two out of three tournaments. The third tournament's weighted the most. Um, and so Skyler, Del Sol, and Lev Prima, they were in the number two slot. Me and Jake Urutia, we won the second one, so we were in pretty good shape, but then we qualified. So then I told Jake, like, sorry, I'm out. Got my boy JD. So it was pretty much between Skyler and Lev and Dylan Merrick and Spencer Souter and Jake Dietrich and Sean Cook. Hmm. Um, but then two days before the CBVA, so Lev qualified in, in Virginia with JM, Plummer. And so the CBVA told him, like, hey, you can't qualify with Skyler since you just got a spot in Virginia. And Lev was like, well, I still want to try to qualify with Skyler. And then, then if he did that, then Jake Urtia and Ian Satterfield would get the Virginia bid. And so there was a little bit, a little bit of tension there because they told Lev and Skyler they couldn't play, and Skyler skipped Virginia, knowing he was just going to try to get it through the CBVA. Oh, <laughs> so, so Spencer and Dylan ended up getting it, but I had like sort of counted on Lev and Skyler getting it, which would make us the sixteen and you the one, right? Which would have been a really fun uh-huh. match, especially for his first main draw to come against That'd like be fun. yeah, they're come against my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck, but but it's uh in the second. yeah. It's kind of cool that we're the we'll be the fifteen playing the two. Who's the two? Trev and oh, Theo. Nice, yeah. And so we won't nerds. play. We won't play till like one fifteen noon. Where like stadium starts to fill up. Oh yeah, you're gonna. Get and so stadium I think too, dude. yeah. So we'll get a stadium in the afternoon when it's like pretty full or should be. Right. And so I I think we'll probably get some sunshine too. Yeah. It's been Golly. Cloudy in the morning. Denver was unreal. A lot of sun. But I tell you, it's felt good to tell the grandparents. I'll be on ESPN. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cool. That's, that's you know, true. Like, it's pretty sweet. They're like, okay, he's completely insane, but he's going to be on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want to watch my game later? Yeah. It's on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I'm that's excited. It's kind of a bucket lister in itself, right? It is. Like, I remember the first time I did in college. Yeah. I was like, dude, I just played on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Like, when people are like, so when someone asks you, like, were you good at beach volleyball? It's like, Played on the ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> you pick and choose uh, how to say that. I mean, put it this way: I was on ESPN. People were watching me on ESPN. You put you put the rest together. <laughs> yeah, so I think played it, uh, in this big stadium. 
think it all worked out pretty perfect. Heck yeah. And what's cool is that like when we met, I mean, you were you had like just started dating Summer. New yeah, York. I mean, I was pretty new to it. Yeah, I yeah. was like probably a year. And like I was still like four years out from ever meeting Delaney. And now like he's staying at our house and like Summer and Delaney are really good friends. Me and him are obviously super Although close you had the hots for her. <laughs> I did have the hots for <laughs> D a long time before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He told he told her the story last night. He's like, you know, Trav used to talk about this girl in Pepperdine and wear the onesie. <laughs> no way. <laughs> He's like, oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's funny. I was like, when when she was like, I didn't know that. I was like, was he keeping that a secret on purpose? Like, <laughs> no, it just makes me look better now. Like, told you. <laughs> yeah, persistence, but right? It's cool because now, like, like I love his son. He's four years old, and then like he got to meet my son, who's like about the same size as his kid. <laughs> yeah, Austin's pretty big. He's huge. Definitely. Uh, Maverick's really long. Yeah. So hopefully he keeps growing. Hey, we got to work on his ball shagging, though. He got a little distracted today. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Summer. I started bribing my kid. <laughs> she actually started working, though. I told her, uh, I think I'm overpaying. At first, I was like just throwing random numbers out. I was like, oh, a quarter per ball. I was like, oh, that's a lot, actually. Never mind. <laughs> Good thing she just doesn't really understand it. Money. Yeah. So you haven't done too much playing in the Gulf Coast, then I'm, I'm assuming. I've done basically none, like on the coast. Where have I played? Yeah, I mean, not on the. You wouldn't have played on the Gulf Coast. I mean, I, no, Louisiana doesn't. I've really never count. been to Alabama. Were you I playing think. when they? I don't did. think I've been to Alabama. Period. You played AVP Atlanta though. Atlanta, New probably Orleans, about as close as you've gotten. Florida, Fort Lauderdale is probably the closest you've been Fort to the Gulf Lauderdale. Coast. No, St. Pete. Yeah, St. Pete. When'd you play in St. Pete? Isn't St. Oh, Pete the on major. the golf side? Yeah. I've played in St. Pete like three times. We used to have a okay. lot of Yeah, so you played, you played in the golf. ABPs. Yeah. So that's the golf. I lived over in St. Pete. Yeah. For like three so, years. Two years? I feel like that years. doesn't really count, though. I mean, that was a big event when they had that the major series there. Yeah. But, it's still but that was in Fort Lauderdale. They had a big one in St. Pete, right? We had an FIVB, an AVP hosted an FIVB okay. at St. Pete once. Yeah. Is that the one that Casey and Jake won? Mm, maybe. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But so you've been pretty limited down there, though. Yes, exactly. So when when we come out there... When you come out there, just let me know. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll always play with you if you need jump it. On the, <laughs> I'm into it. I think I think the partnership should change... Every location, right? Yeah. Maybe you play with a local. Oh, so that's it's fun. It's us touring. Yeah. But then he's my partner when we go to the South. You yeah. got to find a partner and we find different partners. That would be fun. Spot. And, would, and we do like idea. a night. We go, we got to go eat. Selfishly, go. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go eat with the, the locals. Yeah. Go, what did we say earlier? Frogging. Frog, frog hunting. You want to go frogging? Oh, hell yeah. Dude. Whatever's the most authentic. We can go dive too. I'm down to get. So, I mean, under. if I was going to take you diving, I wouldn't mm-hmm. take you diving in Alabama. Okay. Granted, we have good diving. I have. Murky water's a little. What about. Uh... Yeah, okay. I went out with my Uncle Robert like probably like uh, four or five weeks ago, and it was like 40 foot viz. Pretty good. Dang. Um, but in general, South Florida. Gotcha. If you're going to try and spearfish and then. I think obviously the Bahamas is like Jurassic Park, you know. Oh yeah, for you sure. You go over there and you're just. If seeing, we're going to go spearfishing as a team, we're going to Hawaii. 
Yeah, we could save spearfishing. <laughs> yeah. We could just do the frog hunting. Yeah. Down there. Yeah. So frogging, catfish. My dad was a commercial catfisherman cat for a little oh, while. Yeah, I'm into that. So, um, hell yeah. But the frogging's fun, man. That I sounds mean, authentic as hell. I taught Travis how to take their pants off and everything. Yeah. Take their pants? You, you take yeah. your pants off? <laughs> <laughs> or the catfish wearing pants? <laughs> so the frogs. The frogs wear pants. When you go, <laughs> yeah, so. This is great. <laughs> it's time to introduce you guys to a new sponsor of the show gooder sunglasses these shades are 25 dollars active sunglasses that don't slip don't bounce and are 100 percent polarized now i'm rocking a ginger soul they are hysterically all black which (laughs) it's just a funny name they have so many funny names for their shades when you go on their website and you just scroll through it you're gonna find yourself laughing out loud they got a ginger soul the nine dollar pour over donkey goggles they have some hysterical names and there's just a fun, it's a fun company the glasses are lightweight they're perfect try and i are super particular about the the types of sunglasses we wear we, we've ranged everywhere from all the brand names you've heard and now we're with gooder and and we honestly love them you know anytime we try out a new pair of sunglasses the standards are very high where it has to be lightweight, they have to be flexible, they have to look good, they have to block out the sun, and Gooder checks all of those boxes. They look good, they're fun, they're affordable, 100% polarized, super lightweight, super stylish, and they don't slip off your face. So if any of those things sound like something that you want, well, Gooder is the one for you. And if you want to support the show and support Gooder and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving our podcast listeners free shipping on your first order. That's right, you're getting free shipping from Gooder. So you can go to gooder.com slash sandcast. All right. That's gooder.com slash sandcast to get free shipping. And make sure that when you type in the code, you type in sandcast. That's all caps. So the code is sandcast with all caps. Okay. So Gooder offers also a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. We like all of those things. So find your pair at gooder.com slash sandcast to get free shipping today. So just go out. $25. Best pair of shades you will get for $25, hands down. So when you get the frogs, there's a bag limit of what, 40 or 20 per guy? 20 per person. And uh, we got like probably 20. And yeah. what are we eating? We're eating these frogs? Yeah, so Heck you, yeah. you got to take the okay. pants off first. Oh. And so you like, you have to put a little slit in the back of their head and then you just pull their skin down. Oh. You just take their pants off. Oh. And then you shear off the legs, fry the legs up. And frog legs. You got to. Frog s- legs. For anyone that wants to eat frog legs, I'm going to give out a secret that I really don't like sharing, but I'm going to share it because I love like all the beach volleyball people in the world. You've got to soak your frog legs in buttermilk mm-hmm. for like an hour. Oh. Otherwise, it's like a little gamey. So. Okay. But Delaney Let's loved them. She was like geeking out about it because no I, brought, I brought them back and she was like, you hunted these. It's like, oh. it's hard to call it hunting, but I did shoot them. <laughs> yeah. But that's, it's hilarious. because that's good fast, man. With? You got good fast. Good teacher. Like a BB you know? gun? It's a 22. Like, they're it's, pretty much the size of a BB. I'm just picturing the frog just blowing up. Dude, yeah, well, if, we hit it, if we hit it with his AR. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the legs oh, are hurt. Damn it. <laughs> but, I've been no. frog fireworks. And it's funny, dude, because sometimes you'll hit a frog just right, mm-hmm. and their, like, final death spasm is a giant jump. And sometimes Whoa. you'll shoot them, and they just, Launch. like, fly. Super high in the air. Yeah. And, dude, it's pretty funny. <laughs> But yeah, no, we eat them. So, dude, I'm into it. Yeah, they're great. Um, and catfish. 
Had yeah, good. catfish is pretty good, dude. Catfish, catfish is really awesome. Good, if you yeah. had a so like as far as like you channel catch it with your hand, no, I'm not that People guy. People do that though, right? Yeah, yeah they do. Noodling, yeah. yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's not on Discovery Channel. Or I'll eat Blue Cat. I'll eat Channel Cat. But I kind of yeah. like draw the line there. Yeah, and I'm gonna draw the I line make wherever sh- you draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> probably a little before. before. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure that you cut out the bloodline, like. A lot of that stuff has to be prepared correctly, I right. feel like. They can know. be kind of dirty fish, yeah, right? Man. Yeah. But I want to take him next year, take him squirrel hunting, oh. just because you get to shoot the shotgun so many times. Oh, right. You know? And it's gotcha. kind of like the frogging. You get to shoot the gun so many times. Mm-hmm. So, like, that night we probably shot 100 rounds. Yeah. It was a lot. So. Um, and do you eat squirrels? Yeah. You do. Make so, little squirrels, too. Yeah, you really? kind of boil yeah. them. I wouldn't say boil them, but you cook them in chicken stock for like See, several need, hours until... This might be a legit TV show, you know? Yeah. Going around. <laughs> 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 we need to bring the McKibbins. <laughs> Once the meat's like falling off the bone and you've cooked them in the stock for a while, you kind of throw them into a, like a crock pot meal uh-huh. and you do veggies and all of that, so... Oh, man. This is what I love about this podcast because people get to know what J.D. Hamilton's all about right now. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, hunting and fishing. Also, yeah. my random ideas tend to come to life. They do. A lot of them have. You're looking <laughs> looking at it right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so, that's yeah. where, like, hunting was where the whole idea to play together was sort of hatched. Yeah, Travis came in. I had him in my environment right there, and right, I was yeah. like, yo, <laughs> I need you to play a tour series with me because I'm losing my mind over here. Like, there we go. I can't qualify. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So, right. no, he, that was kind of where I talked him into it, but which was get him in the perfect pretty easy, I thought. It wasn't because I knew, like, I, I always told Delaney that I know how good JD is, but no one else really knows how good JD is because he practices like a couple times a week with right. girls in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I was like, but that's all he needs. He's just one of the, he's like a Tim Bomgren type, right? Where right, he doesn't right. need like Tim's like, yeah, I pepper with Brody, and Brody's four. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm prepped to go. <laughs> <I'm> good. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly how JD is. Whereas if I got the reps that he did, I'd be awful. Right. But he's just he has such a natural feel for the game. He calls himself like the Walmart clearance rack version of Adrian. Carambola. Okay. Like that style of just like ball control, creative, mm-hmm. like really just like a different, unique style. I was like, I think I'm one of the few people who knows like how like elite JD is. And right. so it didn't take much convincing. I was like, yeah. yeah, I would love to do that. Right. And then we still have uh, a tour, uh, futures to play together because the last oh. remaining bucket list item is to. World yeah, tour I wanted to yeah. play in a small draw and I wanted to have a USA jersey that was mine. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't care. Like, where are you guys going? Wherever. You know, just oh, wherever Tram wants to go. No future, no specific <laughs> Yeah, well, he's yet. he's at a PTO, so we got to wait Yeah, I lost year. all my PTO. I'm done. Uh, gotcha. Damn it. Gotcha. I'll be back next year, boys. <laughs> Dude, there's some cool stops, though, for future. I know. I mean, you're paying for everything, even if you win the tournament. Yeah. But like, yeah. But I was looking at, one of the ones that, that I was looking bro. at, though. But you get the jersey. I wanted to do the one in Finland uh, that Evan, put Evan and Troy just won. Um, but then it was the same as Denver. I didn't really want to miss an AVP that close. And my passport was like, and his passport just in came in. Yeah. I almost lost it. Yeah, already. But we we're gonna have to find one. Mm-hmm. I want to find one that is in like kind of a random location. Because if you go to like in Austria, Germany, like they'll be full. Right. right Czech right, Republic, right. France, Italy. So if you oh, go to one in like the ones. Philippines or something, then you can kind of like backdoor in there and totally. have a good run. Right. And then you get to go to a sweet spot. Yeah, they better put your name on the jersey. I've only had my name on the jersey twice. 
That was in Cook Islands. Yeah. It's hard for me to say because, like, once your main draw on the bigger ones, it's always on there. Really? I think. Okay. But, yeah. Qualies, actually, they don't they do not do it. Yeah. That's funny. But you can always print it on there. It's still, <laughs> it's still your jersey. Yeah. So, like, y'all's training probably is pretty organized, right? Like, mine... I go to yeah. Spring Hill College. It's a little college. It's the oldest Jesuit college, I think, in the maybe in the U.S. I don't know. I know it's a very old Jesuit college. Right. And um, but I train with Aiden Carroll, who is this family that is pretty much my family at this point. Mm-hmm. They're we call them the Carrolls. They were there at Virginia, mm-hmm. and like they're they're the type of people that just having them on the sideline, like there could have been. 80 people heckling me, you know? Right. But having them there, they're like a superpower, you know? Love that. You, like, take them with you, and you're just yeah. like, man, <laughs> the amount of, like, good energy coming from them to me is just, like, you pretty much can't make me feel bad right. when they're around. Yeah. But anyway, so I, she's in my training group. Sarah Simph was is like, uh, she's the head coach for Spring Hill College. And they've done pretty well. They took a... Second in nationals last year. They're always in the finals of yeah. D2, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Nico Carroll, which is the brother, and then Summer. And Mav mm-hmm. is like there, kind of. Yeah. So sometimes shagging. <laughs> you saw his abilities today. I did see his abilities today. <laughs> and um, But it's funny. Like, we'll, I'll like run pool noodles through the net. Uh-huh. And then I'll have a, a chair sitting with the back towards the net. Yep. So you have to hit your high line like over the pool noodles over the chair and into that corner right. without it touching the chair. Yep. And if you don't, it sprints. <laughs> so oh, there like, you go. But that's pretty much how I prepare for beach volleyball. I mean, I I, I want to have a family and like you know what I mean. I want to yep. do all of the normal things in life, right. but I also wanted to be good at beach volleyball. So, yeah. um, that's how I've done it. And then I mean, all those years of training with Joey. Yeah. I mean, when you get to be coached by Joey, I feel like you kind of get a PhD to beach volleyball pretty quick. You know? Yeah. He knows a lot. So he does. It's still for me, I'm just like such a rep guy. Like I need a lot of actual reps either passing. So I don't think I could even though it, if I know what to do, I still need to actually do it. And if I don't actually do it, then it just like shit just starts pinging. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't move. It's hard to like you know, you've seen the way I play. Mm-hmm. Like even though you put the pool noodles there and the chair over there in the corner, like, am I going to hit that shot every time? Or am I just <laughs> going to hit what you give me? You know what right. I mean? So I think it's pretty hard to train to play my way better, you know, because I'm pretty much just taking what you give me. So, yeah. But yeah, if you don't need to hit all the way in the corner, why limit your target <laughs> space? You know? Yeah, obviously, Sometimes my physicality is just. <laughs> World class physicality. <laughs> you just got like a forty-five inch bird. Taylor Crab. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You almost got his goatee. Yeah, trailer crab. Trailer crab. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And now That's we good. have the headline of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it, please make that the headline. That's so good. Trailer crab. So we moved into. So we had a huge house in South Florida. When I was living in St. Pete, and I was working at like a top ten MEP contractor. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Well, let's just move to New Orleans. Let's just play volleyball. I'm just gonna buy a trailer, and we'll just yeah, we'll wing it. Mm-hmm. You know." And Summer was like, okay, I guess. And like, so we did it. And 
Since then, I just thought it was funny. That's Trailer crab. so good. <laughs> but I'm back in Bama now, <laughs> working with a contractor, um, Brabner and Holland. So, but you might break the download record just with that with that, with that name. They're <laughs> no. gonna have to click it. We need you guys like side by side for a picture. <laughs> yeah, let's get bug over here. <laughs> it's like, you know how people go to the NBA games dressed like Clay Thompson to see if they could get in. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just start walking on center yeah. court <laughs> yeah if you put on like these shades yeah exactly some gooders bug wears yeah some gooder shades because <laughs> tay wears those big ones <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> oh. what do you think it'll feel like when you step on the stadium mm. like is that a moment that you've like thought of for a while because you've been dreaming this for a long time because i remember I've when i moved thought of it. when i moved to florida or when i moved from florida to california you remember uh kevin jones kj i do so i he was living here in huntington when i moved there and i was like i just want to make one main draw and then i can be done playing and i'll be pretty happy with it and then obviously like you said like once you hit a goal and it's just like a false peak and you just there's another and another, yeah. another. i never really thought about what it would feel like but i didn't know if you had kind of envision that because it's been it's kind of crazy man because for me i have never envisioned playing on that court i just envisioned qualifying Mm -hmm. so now that we're talking about it i'm thinking in my head what it might be like yeah but i'll be honest that's like brand new yeah Mm -hmm. i just now started thinking about that yeah it's very thanks a lot (laughs) sorry so i actually gotta use the restroom (laughs) i was was trying not to think about it (laughs) thanks for bringing that up too many lake hours for you <laughs> I'll take one. Trailer okay. crab. Trailer crab. Oh, that's so good. Enjoying the rosemary yuzu. <laughs> I'm getting a little too excited about my uh, post our 2025 plans now. Dude, I was. I gotta stay focused here. I told Delaney about. It. I was like, you know, Tri's been waiting for like a fun year for a long time, and now that there's actually a full quad between, right? Like you have two years where it's important. I've never had. A first year out of a quad. This is my third Olympic quad, right? And everything's just been qualifying? Yeah. That's because, wild. Because my first time I did it, Yeah. then I sat out for those two years. First event back, Olympic qualifying. Was <laughs> Then came back, and we had what? COVID. Yeah. Well, because, right? yeah, I mean, Tokyo bled into, well, last year wasn't qualifying. Right, so I had one year. Yeah. I had one year. But that's also the year before qualifying. It's, and it's that t- third year is... It's, it's crucial. Ha- it's crucial. Yeah. Whereas the fourth one, you're like, I could actually take that off. Right. Come back with zero points, use that third year to get enough points to like set me up to make that run again. Exactly. You've never had that fun year. So, I, so my that one year was my, was the third year. Yeah, you never had like quads. the April Ross twenty seventeen year. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like we've established. I've established like with what we've done with this and like there's a business and like uh, a brand that we've built within the sport. Like yeah, it'd be fun to like really milk it and like uh, go out and do something with the community with the volleyball community actually. Yeah. Rather than just focusing on my personal goals and whatnot. Yeah, Which, I'm I'm in for it. I mean, I'd I'd like to do them at the same time, but it just for me to go all in, it just yeah, I just got to go all in on one thing. And basically, JD has a trailer. 
He's got an RV. Yeah, dude, right. if you ever need uh, advice on buying an RV. We're going to hit you up. I'm the guy. Well, also, JM. Who else would you hit up other than <laughs> Trailer Crap? Trailer Crap. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jeez Louise. This is going to stick. Oh, that's, oh, that's a sticky yeah. one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think know. it's a good one. There's a lot of nicknames that get made, like, either on the show or when I just make them up when I'm writing. Like, Brad Connors, the mouth of the South. He was like, great job, buddy. <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me. <laughs> See, that's a great handle, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could go either way. <laughs> Good job on this, by the way. Cheers. Cheers, man. I like how you guys so just... thankful to be here. It's kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> um, for me, like in Alabama, like I said, um, I remember Travis will tell you this. Mm-hmm. In 2015, when we played New Orleans, I wouldn't even like talk to Ty Trambley. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was so scared because I looked up to him so much. Mm-hmm. And like, it's crazy for me. Super surreal being on a podcast with triborn and with, <laughs> with the name like obviously now that we're here it's like just a normal Whatever, thing right. but like you know what i mean dude yeah, yeah, i mean sure. being in alabama you only watch the game right you know you only it's like being as disconnected as we are from the nba whereas in california you're not that disconnected right. you know you're like you pretty much can shake travis's hand every day you right. know if you're walking on the strand at the right time yeah and um so i feel like you know, for me and for a lot of the people on the Gulf Coast, that that celebrity mm-hmm. image is bigger in our heads than it actually is, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it better than no, that. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a good reminder for me sometimes because we forget that we have an impact. Like, we really just think that we're just like these no, y'all do. volleyball guys that... Because in L.A., it's like, I mean... Everyone's here to work, and there's so much celebrity sports people in this, even in this town. And this town, a lot of people are wealthy, and they could care less about us and our sport and whatnot. But we forget that, like, there's a broad reach of our sport, and mm-hmm. really, like, dedicated communities that love it, really love it. And in places like Missouri, we need to be reminded of stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, why? why It'd be a shame to like retire and disappear from the sport and be like, oh, there was all these people and community we could have like connected with and like impacted in a positive way just by showing up and like whatever, you know. There's always more people watching than you realize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially like seeing the download numbers of this podcast. Like, yeah, we're like the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all definitely are. It's such a trip. And it's really all a matter of me just growing up in. I just grew up in a super volleyball-rich, talented community. Yeah. Hawaii, like, on the court that we grew up on, everyone knows about Outrigger. Like, the coaches were just, like, world-class. And those are, that's, like, uncle and, like, oh. So it's not the same as, like, 65-year-old dudes in the grass park? (laughs) No, there's just, we just didn't know. It was the same thing to us as kids. But they were just... Little did we know, like, oh, if you guys go to the mainland, you'll actually smash all these other kids. Like, you guys are that good. We're like, oh, we are? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) And then I went to SC. And then, so, like, my, I just, like, came into all this, like, at the highest level. And then I'm, like, introduced to the pro level because I'm coming off SC. And I already had this beach talent. And now I'm playing with John Hyden, literally my first AVP. (laughs) Or, yeah, I guess technically it was Rafi. Rafi. Forget Rafi. AVP did you know that, that I qualified for? I did not know that. Was I, I, I'm hearing it. Yeah, we randomly, <laughs> we randomly. Uh, I just like was coming down on the beach, and randomly like found his group. I think 
to train, and I was like, I'm trying to go for it. How did you so end let's up go try like for this AVP? partnering with John Hyden? How did that happen? I mean, obviously, like... I called Sean Scott. I'm a huge fan of John Hyden. Sean Hyden's beast. Um, just had the Hawaii card. I didn't know Sean Scott. I don't know how I got his number. Whatever. Played the Hawaii card because he was one of, kind of one of those outrigger guys. It's like, oh, I can call him. Hyden was? No, Sean, Sean Scott. Scott. Okay, yeah. And I was like, hey, can I come, like, get practice reps? I'm an up-and-comer. I'm from Hawaii, too. Thinking he'd be like, yeah, you could come, like, play with us or be at practice or whatever. <clears throat> I don't care. I was just wanted to show up. And he's like, oh, I'm retired, but my partner always wants to get reps. You can call him. So I, he gave me John's number, and I was like, hey, can I get reps? Or, like, do you need anyone to practice dummy or whatever? And I was already playing pro indoors overseas, so I don't know if he heard from someone that I was at least half decent. But, yeah, he let me show up. And then I was, like, trying to show him how good it was. Because, you know. Why wouldn't you? I had a base of playing, growing up, playing beach. But he probably thought I was just an indoor guy. And then he just kept inviting me back until he's, like, I can actually, like, turn this kid into a project and, like, be really good. He, like, saw the potential and thought that he could bring it out of me, and I'd be, like, you know. That's similar to, like, me and Joey on a smaller scale. Right. Like, I wanted to play with him for so long. And then my first, like, breakthrough wins that changed me as a person and as a player that were all with him. Right. Anyway, I thought it, I think it's pretty cool the way yeah. you're describing it. It's really similar. Yeah. Kind of like a mentor. No, 100%. And then he introduced me to my trainer, and I got in. I just literally did anything. Like John Hyden. I'll do anything you say. I'll show up. Whatever. What's our routine? What do we eat? What do we? How do we talk? Everything. Because <laughs> he was kind of the standard in in terms of like the work ethic part of it. And then it introduced me to his trainer, who I'm still with today. We're like ten years later. And uh, but my point is like my standard, like where I came into the sport, not knowing was just like at the top, and I just been there the kind of the whole time, you know. So like it's good to open my perspective up and be like, oh, like... There's so many beautiful communities yes, that exactly. play beach volleyball. And exactly. That's one thing I'll say, like, for when I was getting through college, you know, I was doing it purely for winning cash tournaments mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. I could not have a real job and get through engineering. And, like, man, that was very difficult, but I'm glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you travel so much. Um, being one of those level guys where right. you're not really, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much love for the game. Like you don't realize how much you probably inspire and impact people, yeah. you know. So that's cool. It's good. It's like good I said, your remember. jersey is like Up in signed and like <laughs> at my buddy's house. So yeah, that's wild. It was fun doing uh, the clinic in Montana with Zana. Yeah. Um, because she had the defense and passing clinic she did an hour defense hour passing and so she started just 10 minutes of footwork stuff and she came back and because she grew up here and was being coached by the Dodds right. and just the highest level people and what she took away from it she's like I didn't realize like how special of an upbringing I had where I had access to all of this coaching yeah. and she's teaching like pretty basic defensive footwork and it was like blowing people's minds yeah she's like they don't people have don't know man yeah where they don't have that type of high level coaching but when you're in the south bay and you're ingrained in it you're ingratiated in it like you just see it all the time yeah like, oh well everyone knows that this is what you do to cut off a an angle exactly. swing and so she 
it's cool to go there because every time you do, like you come back and you have an extra appreciation for how fortunate we are to have this community exactly. out here. And like, it's a pretty big deal to some people. Oh, and it's not fast. weird. It's not weird to be <laughs> Mike Dodd. a tryhard. Oh, Uncle here. Mike. Yeah. Sure. You know, like other places, I feel like it's been weird to be, a tr- to be warming up 25 minutes prior to the game. Or like, I feel like everyone here tries really hard. Yeah. And they expect you to try hard. And like the environment just produces professionalism. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that about California. And that's the uniqueness of here to me. Huh. Like when I travel as a player and I've seen all these other places is like professionalism is just like a different level. It really is. Yeah. Like everybody's eating healthy. Everyone's lifting weights. Everyone's getting touches. Everyone has a good coach. You know, it's, it's a whole different world. It really is. You yeah. know, like as opposed to Florida where I lived and, and I'm not, I'm not drinking on Florida, but it's not even close to the same level of professionalism, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's because it, you're you're going after that one percent, right? Like once you get to a certain level, it's so, it gets incrementally harder. It's really cool to take even just one more step. That each step becomes harder to take. Mm-hmm. So yeah, out here you're just like everyone's trying to find that little little thing that's gonna get them. Like you said, like you could step out there and just play well. Without playing for a month. Yeah. But like the standard that you've set for yourself now by living out here and playing with the people you play with, you're like, no, I can't do that. I got to get my reps, so many reps and go, go, go. Yeah. And realistically, like you could step out there and just play. I think I'd be okay. You could play your best. Yeah. Like realistically, like (laughs) you don't know. Your best, sometimes you play your best when you think you're going to play your worst. Yeah. But when you're trying to take that, like that 1% step, you just have to like, turn all the stones or whatever the saying is <laughs> yeah. leave no stone left unturned exactly. yeah thank you yeah because I, I think i'm just such a believer that you're a product of the five people you surround yourself with but that kind of goes with everything on a macro level i think that your environment i mean you change your environment you change your life and so you come out to california and now you're not just goofing off at practice where you have like two three brazilians just hammering balls at you and you're like okay well this is what we do mm-hmm. for practice now and like you said you're warming up for 30 minutes instead of just rolling up two minutes before and just like warming up into it. Now you have the technical timeout and you're down 12, nine. And I think that that's where California separates itself because you can like come to California. And I think you, you would do a good job of taking that professionalism and bringing it back. And you can kind of mold that environment around you. I think that's why Kristen and Taryn are able to do what they do in new Orleans because they took that professionalism and created their own sort of California esque environment there. But I don't think that, that you you can find that in like a Florida because it's just a different type of environment where people play tournaments because that's what you do on the weekends and then it's more of like a like a family barbecue type thing. And I don't mean that as like an insult. It's just like what. It's just no, but I, say, it's, I do. It's I just see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like it, it makes sense what you're saying. So. Yeah, you have to be willing to be that person too to like make that change. Yeah, to be like oh oh you're gonna be the guy trying harder than everyone else. Right. Oh, you're only winning because you're trying harder. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. that, that's kind of a cultural like yeah. thing where, whereas out here it's just accepted, like, or people are, have been willing to be vulnerable enough right. to change that. Yeah, I someone's got to go out there and change it. Right. Taryn Kristen brought it, brought it back, and that's just their standard. Like, there's no judgment, or clearly they're like one of the best teams in the world now. Mm-hmm. So, 
It's like, this is why. Yeah. Taking 21st Jump Street, it's like, he's too strapping. He's too strapping. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Look at him. He's trying. Because <laughs> exactly. it's scary when you lose when you're trying your best. Exactly. It's a horrible feeling when you're like, my best wasn't enough. Because you get, you get rid of that excuse for yourself. Right. But if you drop the ego and just, I'm going to own my shit no matter what. Yeah. Then you're able to tap into more of yourself, but you're making yourself more vulnerable. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. You just, if you want it, do it. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you're going <laughs> to, yeah. you're going to get judged. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't want it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing. But the losses are probably going to hurt worse. Yeah. Cause you've invested more. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so hopefully volleyball does grow in Alabama some after all of this, you know, like for me, have you ever heard of, I mean, I'm sure you have, but obviously it's always the hardest to be the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. But like after that, it supposedly gets easier. And I think that there's a lot of communities that really have enough love for beach volleyball to be growing the game, mm. you know? So I hope that, you know, it grows in Alabama. Yeah a little bit more and I get to be helping someone else in the future that's chasing it like I am. Hell yeah. That'd be really fun. Well, you're helping right now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's cool because you've actually been uh, requested to come on a couple times. There's a lot of, like, LJ, the Sam Wannabe has been like, when are you getting JD on the podcast? Like, really? he has such a fun story. And just because, like, everyone in the beach community, like, all the little pockets. I've been there. You've been there. They know you. <laughs> They've seen you putting right. in the work. Like, you just haven't like played on this elite stage before. And what's really cool about the NCAA pipeline is they're putting so many of these places on the map. And now you're seeing like all these chicks from Texas and Missouri and Florida and like all over the map playing really well. And they see the Basies from Denver, like random town, just like balling out, knocking right. off two Olympians in a row. Yeah. So you're starting to see like little star power coming from all the most random places. And I think a lot of that's a product of the NCAA, but a lot of it's also Place like Tom Davenport putting together an elite facility in Denver and other places in Ohio. And then you have like beautiful little pockets in Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's like starting starting to grow. It I is. Sh- yeah. It definitely is. I mean, once you add money to things and you're like, yeah. hey, you can go to college yeah. for like free, <laughs> people start paying attention. It's a good, it's a good care tangle yeah. out there. For the girls. <laughs> yeah. They're, they have some boys' colleges like Weber is a little college in Florida. Hmm. And I know that they do not getting scholarship. Like Boys Beach. They they give some money out. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. cuz oh, I think cool. NAIA there's they're not beholden oh, to Title gotcha. 9. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. Yeah. Sick. So, so it's a little different. I know that like this past year DJ won the like national championship for men's beach technically, which, which is hilarious because he's like legit pro. Yeah. <laughs> like like DJ. Classic classic NAIA. You know like <laughs> When I played soccer in AI, it was like you were playing with grown men that were retired pros. <laughs> They're like 35. They're like, ah, man, I got to get Wait, a degree. DJ from... Klasnich, oh, Serbia. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like legit. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pro. Very good. Yeah, full-on pro. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a college player. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he play on the world tour too? Yeah. He's won a couple golds and futures and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Trailer Crab, J.D. Hamilton... Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Was it as nerve-wracking as you thought it'd be? No, not really. But yeah. I mean, it's still pretty surreal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to me, it's just, 
you know, playing in the grass park. Yep. And so now you're here. Sitting sitting at the same podcast with people like y'all is yeah. pretty unique. So to say the least. But no. <laughs> but I was very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we had some lake hours to help you out. Yeah. yeah. Some rosemary yuzu, some peach jasmine. Thank I goodness. That. <laughs> That's unique for us. Too. I might have just sat here quietly and awkward the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so Whatever it takes to listen, yeah. yeah. Well, you're the one seed, we're the 15, so let's just win and see each other in the finals. See, see you soon. Finals, <laughs> see you soon, bro. <laughs> <Let's go. Yeah. laughs> All right. Shoots. Shoots, boys. Shoots.